This reminds me when I used to do overnights at the University of Connecticut. Hey, everyone, it's four in the morning. <laughs> I thought you were going to get dressed up for this today. You know what, Mark? Save it for the podcast. Sure. <laughs> All right, well, here we are, podcast number three <laughs> in the books. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, no, no, don't say what number it is. No, no. It's not number three. This is some random podcast. Welcome to the Mark and Heidi show. We're the other D'Amelios. I'm Mark. I'm Heidi. We're happy to be here. We really are. This is, I feel like we're really getting into our groove now. Yeah, I'm going to start off by... Um, I've mentioned before in previous recordings of podcasts that I was dressed up and you were wearing sweatpants and you are wearing sweatpants again today. But so am I. I decided due to my lack of time, <laughs> I am wearing cargo joggers, sneakers and a sweatshirt. And this feels good. So. We could still be on a date and not be dressed up. You know, I don't want to make it seem like you have to be dressed up to be on a date because this is nice, too. Right. Well, since what happened on uh, Valentine's night. Yeah, let's talk about what happened on Valentine's night. I would love nothing more. So we were set to go to dinner. Nice restaurant in L.A. Restaurants are open. And what time I, was the reservation? The reservation was for eight o'clock. And who made that reservation? I made that reservation. And why did you make that reservation? Thought eight o'clock would be a fine time. I said, hey, can you make a reservation for dinner? And I made it. And you made it within minutes. Minutes. Moving right along. Let's go. What Called happened the owner next? of the restaurant and said, hey, Mark, I need a reservation. And he said, you've come to the right place. But I've had some dental work done. Because and, you're working on your Hollywood smile. As Charlie would say, ching. Ching. And I took a napsy. Took a nap. There was the beginning of the problem. And I think I started the nap at around five. So, mm -hmm. and, and I and also I forgot the reservation was at eight. I said it was at eight thirty. So I lost a half hour in the process. And then next thing you know, I woke up at eight forty. And and uh, who was completely ready? So Heidi was taking pictures. Selfies. In, selfies in the dance room with the dogs in a beautiful Valentine's Day red dress that she looked absolutely beautiful. And I woke Thank up you. in a panic. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude. And you're like, dude, why didn't you wake me up? Like, and you're like, oh, your teeth and all that. So we missed the reservation. So now I have to call market catch. Dude, I'm really not this flaky, but I overslept. <laughs> like, who says that as an adult that you overslept for a dinner reservation? On a Saturday night. And this guy's probably like, it's Valentine's Day. I gave you a reservation on my busiest night of the year. And so I apologized profusely. And I was like, so sorry. To him. Yes. And he was like, don't worry about it. We canceled it. We're full. All good. So hopefully he'll let us back there. But then... I started to look at you and like, are we still going? And then you're like, it's fine. 
Don't worry, you're not classic, feeling well. Classic, classic Heidi. It's fine. It's fine. So we scrambled. We went we, to. I didn't do anything. I scrambled. I got a. I got us reservation in Beverly Hills at a restaurant that we've gone to with the kids. We've gone to by ourselves, and we were able to salvage the <laughs> evening. I think <laughs> it was like a ten o'clock reservation. <laughs> For the we last the table last seated. It was almost. It was almost. It was a private next, event. It was almost the next day. So, thank you for making the efforts. But I will say, in that time where you were scrambling, you were like, "Dude, you were kind of putting it on me. Like, why would you let me sleep?" You oh, obviously. Well, why would I want to take the responsibility <laughs> exactly. or the blame for missing Valentine's Day? Like, that's. <sighs> I think any other husband who drops the ball on Valentine's Day needs to deflect, needs to deflect and needs to find someone to blame. Yeah. The only piece of this I will say in your defense is almost our entire lives of knowing each other. You've always had a trade show at that during that time. And it was always over a Valentine's Day and we were we've we spent like one Valentine's one and a half because you got in like right before midnight one year but um we've never been together for Valentine's Day physically because you were always working yeah so you would order flowers I think I'd ask Siri to wake me up and she dropped the ball right she's on my side uh you did get me a beautiful gigantic bouquet of flowers that were probably six feet tall. And you got me a couple of really cool things, but one is a case, a gross of Twizzlers, <laughs> which is going to affect my blood sugar levels and all kinds of stuff. So there was an to. ordering mishap. I thought I ordered six packs. I ordered six packs of 10. I'm no mathematician, <laughs> but that sounds like 60 packs, and that's yeah, more a than. Lot. Yeah, that's a lot. So Saturday, before uh, my Sleeping Beauty incident, <laughs> we went out. And so we've learned, I'm going to say something we that is going to contradict itself. But we've learned that experiences are much more important than possessions. And so... As we're going through this crazy time, I always try to stop and smell the roses and have great experiences. So with that, I'm going to say we went out and got a couple of possessions over the weekend, but they're possessions that are going to help create cool experiences. So we went to a vintage arcade store, I guess, like where they have all vintage pinball machines and arcade games. And we have one of the things when I was growing up, I used to live in arcades and I loved all the classic video games from Centipede, um, Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Dig Dug. And I got probably five years ago, I got us a video game console with all the video games in it. And now we went and bought the coolest pinball machine, which hopefully will get delivered soon, but it's Elton John's Mr. Fantastic vintage so pinball cool. machine. And it's really cool. So I can't And 
Um, Mr. Gene at Vintage Arcade Superstore is like a mad scientist in there and he refurbishes them. It was interesting to see, you know, it, they went back, they had some old ones that didn't even have like music and it was really, really cool. Um, and he was so nice. So, so although that's a possession, it's a possession that is going to create really good experiences. So that's where I could totally see us. Because I don't know that Dixie and Charlie, I know they know what pinball is, but I don't think they've experienced pinball machines mm-hmm. the way we did growing up. Right? I love pinball machines. I have um, more fun with that than like a regular arcade game because I'm, I'm not really good at them. But pinball, I'm, I can hold my own. And then where else did we go? And then um, Mark, uh, who is having a midlife, midlife crisis, maybe. He says no, but don't most people who are going through a midlife crisis say no? We went to the Harley-Davidson dealership and looked at a motorcycle. So my good friend Rick O'Neill, who has been... Um, who guided us through BMX is in the hospital and he's not doing very well. And Rick was a big biker and um, had me thinking about him all weekend. So I went to the Harley dealership and although he'll probably make fun of me because (laughs) I bought the Harley Davidson electric motorcycle, which is really cool. It doesn't have that, engine and that vroom vroom that so it's kind of it's perfect for me because i'm a tesla guy um i'm an environmentalist through and through um and it's electric electric harley davidson and i'm excited to pick it up yeah no i i don't think it's a midlife crisis i think i mean we've talked about getting a motorcycle before so it's not that like out of left field but um everything happening with rick it all makes sense and We'll enjoy it and and think of him and hope he gets better really, really soon. So he can make fun of me. So he can make fun electric, of me, as he my should. My electric Harley-Davidson. <laughs> um, so wait, that gets back. I wrote this note down. So experiences over possession. So when we're now that I am 52 years old and I think back of all the dumb things I bought and wasted money on, um, every time I spent money on something that created a cool experience for us and our family. Those memories stick out way more than the time I bought that new thing that I didn't need or like I just did bought something that helps create new experiences like hopefully riding on the motorcycle or us playing on playing the pinball machine together as a family. But what are some experiences throughout our life together that stick in your head as something that was like amazing put me on the spot here i feel like there's so many um experiences going to the pumpkin patch i didn't grow up with going to pumpkin patches because i don't know i lived in the south i don't know if they had them doesn't get cold enough there i don't know that was like an experience that We did every year with the kids and even like when my mom and dad came to visit us in Connecticut or we've gone with your family. That was just like so great. And what what about cutting down a Christmas tree? We we didn't do that all the time. I think we've only done it once or twice, but that was fun. Yeah. I have a good one for you. When we first met, 
the first year we were together, we went whitewater rafting. Oh my gosh. We literally did it in 1998. I think we got, <laughs> we got to book that. When, that's what when I life mean. Like the up. experience, yeah. like th- from 1998, how many of your, those days just kind of go one into yeah. another. But that day in particular, I remember the tent. I remember. The Wait, do you remember we jumped off the 40 foot cliff? Yes. I into the water. That. that was so scary and fun. And you're not really an outdoorsy type, so... Nor do I like heights. But you liked it. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Oh, going to Rockefeller Center during Christmas time and seeing all the windows, and that was awesome. Um, A lot of the experiences are like New York City experiences, going into your showroom, going to concerts, like so many concerts in Madison Square Garden, and then we'd always go back to your... Uh, office showroom in New York, like down the road and kind of regroup and like, okay, where are we going to dinner or whatever? That was fun. Oh, so many. Our trips to Louisiana. Those were always fun. I think out of all the times that we went to Louisiana, the ones that I remember most were the ones that were the least expensive when we actually drove. We, when I just got my Tesla, I was like, come on, we can, there's these charging stations all around. We can do it. And that was a really. Yeah. You and I have great memories from that road trip. And if we ask the kids, like both Dixie and Charlie equally, we'll say that was their worst trip of their life. Charlie had stinky shoes. That was a problem. Yeah. That was like the major fight. And she she kept putting her feet by everybody and we threw all her shoes out. (laughs) And <laughs> got her new shoes. But I remember driving down and then remember we stopped at all the different, we did stopped at North Carolina. We oh, stopped remember at we Duke. went ride bikes while the car was charging. We were charging. in Birmingham, Alabama. So we, although the Tesla was a possession, it, that trip, the kids, they really have to really dig deep. But we rented bikes and rode bikes while the, the uh the car was charging. Remember we saw that pig? It was such cute little And then we stayed pig. at that hotel in Birmingham, Alabama, and then that was for business. I went down there many times and stayed at that same hotel because of the experience we had mm-hmm. at, on that trip. And then we stopped back. Actually, the kids will say on the way back was a lot more fun. We spent a couple nights in New Orleans. So fun. We went, where did we, oh, we went to see the Hourbacks. Yeah, my college roommate and his wife. In North Carolina, right? So we spent New Year's Eve there. We were in Georgia and we spent a couple nights there. That was really fun. Do you remember? Yeah, of course. I'll tell them it was a great trip. They just don't remember it properly. It was fun. So, yeah, experiences over possessions. But I will say, I think when you grow up like we did in, you know, not having a lot of money and then you start earning money, you know, you want to, like, get things and it's exciting and fun and you're in your 20s and all of that. And then you quickly realize that it's more to it than that. And, And you're right. The experiences are always and they don't have to be expensive. You could just be DIY stuff. And just like hikes and fishing and whatever. And those are really good experiences. Yeah, so 
I say a lot of things that may be considered, I don't want to say inspirational, but I think I, I say things that hopefully the kids listen to. I say, you should pack your own parachute, which basically means don't leave important details to other people. Take care of your, your, your business. When it's life or death or important, you should take care of your own business. I say a million things like that. So Wait, what about run your own offense? Yeah. I mean, you do always, you want, you want someone else that. calling your plays or do you want to call your own plays? Like that's, yep. you know, do you want someone to coach you or do you want to run your own offense? So, you know, we want to, I think... Everyone knows we probably have a, a younger audience, and hopefully with this podcast, we will get some parents to listen in. But I reached out on Twitter, and I said, what is something inspirational your parents told you that guides you today? Like, so what are those things? Are you listening to your parents? And I just thought it was really cool. And Ryan Vargas, who's a, who's, um, a NASCAR racer, wrote, the first day I tested a race car, I was absolute garbage, not good. My dad told me I can race or keep playing regular sports. However, if I race, we're going all in and are not going to st- stop until we made it. Not close to making it, but sure as hell am trying to um, with a strong arm symbol. And then he posted some pictures. So I think, you know, that's one of the things we've instilled in, in the kids and I remember when I worked at a carpet store, I wanted to be the best carpet cutter there. When I worked in a produce, when I was a caddy, I always wanted to be the Michael Jordan of anything that I did. And I think that's what we've tried to instill in the girls is it doesn't matter what you do. I would never look down upon anybody that's doing something that they're passionate about or that they need to do. And I always try to treat everyone equally. I treat the person, the, the, when I walk into an office building, I treat the receptionist the same way as I treat the CEO. And that's what I think we've instilled in our kids. And I hope they take that, that I don't care whether they're doctors or lawyers or actresses. I want them to be happy and whatever they decide to do, I want them to do their best and, and be passionate. And that, like, that's what, that's so cool that Ryan's dad said that to him. And and that's kind of what we said about coming to California. I mm-hmm. said, look, if we're going to yeah. put our house up for sale and we're going to move out here, we're not going to half-ass it. We're going to do it and do it right and, and have fun along the way. And I think you could be really – give it your all but not be miserable doing yes. it. Like I want us to be – give it your all but still – be happy and and have a good time chasing your dreams. Have fun in it. Yeah, for sure. I remember one time, I think it was before Dixie was in middle school and she said, like, she might've texted me, I want to try curling if that's what it was. It wasn't. But, and then I was on my way to pick her up and she said, wait, 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 before you guys go out and buy a whole curling uniform and everything else, let me think about it because she know not to push, but like you, that's how committed we were for them to try anything and everything. And, and they have tried a lot of different things and, you know, see what sticks, like not everything that, that they tried, they loved, but they knew that they had us behind them and we we're going to go all in and we we're going to wear the t-shirts and we'll get, all right, let's go do it. I do remember. Remember her doing that? She was like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait!" Before you, 
because she knows dad will get me the latest yeah. curling broom yeah. stick. I think so now when they go into something, they go all in. I, I think people think that, and that was kind of what we talked about in the last episode, that people think we push our kids to do things. And if anything, my <laughs> biggest passion was BMX racing. And, and I think I was seventh in the state of Connecticut in 1983, maybe something like that. And, and Dixie was one in Connecticut, one in New England and fifth in the nation. And I was living my dream through her. And I remember when it was time for me to sell my bike and get a car and and move on. I, I did it. And I remember it was hard because I was running the team and we were having so much fun, but I knew if I would have said, nope, Dixie, we're doing another season. <laughs> Never. She would have. And I think we have done a good job supporting them to try new things, but not being overbearing. And I do see that sometimes with parents that my kid's going to be the next Derek Jeter. My kid's going to be the next this. And they, they pursue it to the extreme that they're, that the kid just isn't into it anymore. And I think that isn't the best way to do it. Right. Wait, I just thought of another one. I remember seeing an interview with Derek Jeter and he was talking about his dad and how he, um, he said, my dad never let me win. He was like, you'll win when you're good enough to beat me. And, um, you know, some people might look at that. Well, you know, you're, are you crushing his spirit or, you know, you could look at it many different ways, but f- for their family, that's what worked. And it pushed him. And obviously he was, <laughs> he turned out to be really, really good. So, but, um, I think you're kind of like that. you you would, you know, whenever we're just like playing games or whatever, you, they had to earn it. Yep. No one gets a participation trophy in, yeah. our, in our house. <laughs> and and I, that's why I liked BMX racing for Dixie because it was just, if she wanted, it was, she was on a bike against seven other kids going down a hill. And if she pedaled the fastest and was technically the most sound, chances are she's going to do really well. And I love that about that sport that the kid that, doesn't make the main event has to go home and, and and practice and and I don't think I was too hard on the girls I just didn't promote if they came with something mediocre I I didn't I didn't praise it and say oh great great job I I was kept it pretty real and and hopefully that has served a good purpose and and does in the future because I, I don't want to break their spirit. Right. But they it's so funny because both of them in interviews over this last year, I've heard them say, you know, the best thing my parents did was not sugarcoat things and they kept it real. And it made me work harder because I wanted to be better. I wanted to do, you know, whatever. So. Yeah, I just want to make sure that, and I and I've I've done a better job of telling both kids how proud I am of them because, as you're teaching and you're trying to get them to be better human beings, sometimes you forget to praise the the little things, and yeah. with that, I constantly now will say, look, you could work on this a little bit better, but look at all this, yeah. whether it's Dixie's music career or 
or whatever they're doing, I, I try to critique some of the things that I think need some work, but definitely praise and support all the positive things that are going on in their lives. Because I think they get enough people in the comments and the negative stuff that they need someone close to them to say, no, let me tell you, this is the real score. And as a parent, I love you unconditionally, but this is the real score. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, they, you know, we listen, it's parenting is hard. Being a kid is hard. And you're just trying to do the best you can on both ends and, ho- and hope for the best. <laughs> Honestly, like, it's, it's, you know, you could do one thing for your one child today that doesn't work tomorrow. And that's, it's just like a constant trying to do better. And like, play your role the best you can off of where they are in that moment. And sometimes it's not day to day. It's moment to moment, morning to afternoon. So, And we see it doesn't work with two kids. Imagine the people that have six kids and you have to, oh, wait, this each now, kid. Now it's little Johnny. This is how I have to yeah, parent yeah. him. So, so different. Also different. But that's life. Okay, Mark, question for you. What is your biggest pet peeve about me? Don't hold back. I'm going to turn this into a positive. because my, <laughs> No, be real. No, I will. I'll okay. tell you real. The, my biggest pet peeve is that I like everything to have its place. You can live with disorganization, and that drives me nuts. But with that, I will say that one of the things I don't like about myself is sometimes I can't focus and I take too much time worrying about getting things organized to complete a task as opposed to just you'll complete the task. I got to get all my ducks in a row and make sure the moon's aligned and everything, <laughs> which which it works for my brain. So, yeah, sometimes like – If you go into my closet, it looks like a museum and you go into your closet and it looks like not a museum. And but with that, we both got dressed today and you were able to find your clothes. (laughs) I was able to find my clothes. So what's the big it doesn't matter. It's just the way my brain is wired and it's not something that drives me crazy. I'll tell you the other thing that. Is my pet peeve about you? And again, this is another one. I asked for one. Now let's get a few more. I got a list. (laughs) (laughs) The other one is, I think, although it's kind of weird, you care about yourself, you, you take good care of yourself, you're interested in working out, but I don't think we as parents spend time, we ask our kids all the time, what are your dreams? What's your goal? What makes you happy? And I don't think you do a good job conveying what those things, what you're, what you're passionate about that and putting yourself first. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
you're not wrong. And sure. I say that to, we say that to the girls all the time. We're like, look, it doesn't, do you want to sing? Do you want to dance? Do you want to act? Do you want to be an astronomer? Like, what is it? Like, let's, and that's kind of gets back to what we're talking about. Like we would give them the opportunity to follow their dreams. But I think sometimes we don't. And that's why, like, I'm doing all these, like I'm buying, I'm building a new bicycle. I bought a motorcycle. I got a pinball machine. I'm finding all these things that I love and trying them out because that when I was younger, I probably didn't have the ability to, to take advantage of the things that I was passionate about. And I have the opportunity now to do it. Yeah. I've okay. So for the first one, I, all my things that are not organized, I, there, it drives me crazy and I'm going to get to it, but it doesn't drive me too crazy that I'm going to sacrifice doing something else to do that in front of period. Mm -hmm. Then the next one, you're right. And I think uh, I I get into this mom mode of I just want to make sure the kids are good and then I'm going to do stuff that I want to do. But what I'm realizing now that the girls have communicated this to me, both of them, they want to see me doing my own thing. They love that I'm doing a photo shoot. They love that I'm working out every day to prepare myself for that photo shoot. I'm doing more of a service to them as a mom by taking the time to take care of myself. They absolutely love that. And I am not good at it. Let me tell you what I thought you were going to say. That I have... Hold on. I have the number 5,550 unread emails. That's what I thought you were going to say. With my That's just exactly what's happening in your closet, but just on your phone. It's the same. <laughs> my pet peeve about Mark is he does not practice what he preaches for himself. True. And it drives me like when the words are coming out True. of your mouth about, you know, you got to sp- take more time for yourself. <laughs> like you literally don't take time for yourself. I'm sitting there saying to Dixie, put your health first. You have oh to get your act God. together while I'm downing a 30 ounce prime rib with a liter of Coca-Cola. Yeah, I no, mean, no, not, not that Coke. extreme. But, but yeah, you are the worst about taking your own advice yeah. and you get so, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to have a heart attack. Wait, I, I, don't, t- I talk like that? Yes. I'm going to have a heart attack because I don't take care of myself. Okay. Well, take care of yourself. You're telling all of us to take care of ourselves. So I wish that you would do better at that. So they're kind of positive peeves. Yeah. Pets. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Anytime. I have more. We'll get you next time. I used to put goals down and I got to get back to that. Yeah, you're you're very focused on helping all of us achieve our goals. And we appreciate that. But you have to do it for yourself because you're a little grumpy when you're not working towards your goals. Yes, the truth comes out. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, You can follow me at Heidi D'Amelio on all of my socials. I already follow you. Stalker. <laughs> and you can follow Mark at Mark D'Amelio on all of his socials. Please subscribe and share and uh, look out for questions. We're going to be asking things to talk about on the podcast. So, yeah. Podcast date was successful today. It was. It was a, good a comfy, time. cozy I'm comfortable. podcast date. Next week, dress up. Oh, tuxedo. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks Bye, so much. Everyone. Thank Love you. you.